Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, as we come on the air this Friday night, news about the state of the American economy. A solid job market despite more Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Strong hiring from hotels to airlines as unemployment nears its lowest level in 50 years. But on Wall Street, stocks fall again after a wild week. Breaking news, millions more in aid to Ukraine as First Lady Jill Biden is in the region thanking U.S. troops. The battle for Mariupol, Russia's desperate bid to declare victory. Mystery children's illness. The CDC investigates the deaths of five kids and more than 100 sick with pediatric hepatitis. The symptoms parents should look out for. Deadly explosion in Cuba. What caused the blast that killed at least nine, injuring dozens more? Shooting missiles into Mexico. The request from former President Trump. I was reluctant to tell the story because I think I thought people won't believe this. Tonight's other top headlines. The WNBA season tips off with one of its biggest stars detained in Russia. A car linked to an escaped prisoner and corrections officer found. Plus raising a child with extra medical needs while in a military family. I know that my husband has said that he would give his life for our country, but we never thought they'd ask for our daughters. And finally, on the road, a record-breaking horse who never made the winner's circle. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. We're going to get to those job numbers and the state of the U.S. economy in just a moment. But first, we have some breaking news tonight. President Biden just announcing a new $150 million security package for Ukraine. At the Pentagon today, spokesman John Kirby confirmed the U.S. is providing intelligence to the Ukrainians to help them defend themselves, including in sinking a Russian warship. Kirby said the kind of intelligence provided is legitimate, lawful and limited. In Mariupol, Ukrainian forces are making a last stand against a Russian onslaught on that besieged steel plant. Ukraine says Russia is stepping up its attacks in a desperate bid to score a victory ahead of Moscow's Victory Day celebrations on May 9th. And look at this. The Italian government today ordered the seizure of a luxury superyacht. The $700 million ship has been linked to Vladimir Putin and was reportedly getting ready to set sail. Meanwhile, First Lady Joe Biden is on a four-day visit to Eastern Europe, thanking U.S. troops deployed to the region to deter Russian aggression. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Deborah Pata will start us off from Kyiv. Good evening, Deborah. Good evening. Heavy fighting continues at that Azovstal steel plant, making the evacuation of civilians slow and perilous. Around 50 made it out safely today, but there are still many more inside with them, Ukrainian soldiers who remain defiant. Ukrainian soldiers hold up for over two months inside the plant might be delaying the inevitable, but they are the only defense against Russia gaining full control of Mariupol. Nobody expected them to hold out for so long. This is what the city looked like just after the start of the war. Look at it now. Trapped alongside the fighters, over 100 civilians, the Kremlin had promised another ceasefire today to allow them safe passage, but it's unclear how successful it's been. Fighting along several fronts has intensified ahead of Russia's version of V-Day. That's when President Vladimir Putin is reportedly hoping to celebrate a major victory in this war. Instead, he's facing accusations of war crimes. To date, over 9,000. And Ukraine is wasting no time building its case, gathering evidence of executions, torture and rape, as well as proof that residential areas were deliberately targeted. Just look at these homes. Every single one of them has been hit in one way or another. And this is repeated over and over again in towns and villages across the country. Using drones, videos and cameras, Oleksiy Komandirov is documenting the devastation caused when Russia declared war on these civilians. You've been going street after street after street seeing this every single day for, for a yeah, month now? Yeah, more than a month. It's a daunting task. It's grim. Yeah, yes, sure but everyone works on different front lines, he told us. Our armed forces are defending us, and this is my front line. His work has only just begun. In a show of unity, both Presidents Biden and Zelensky will attend a virtual meeting of G7 leaders Sunday, their focus building on the already unprecedented sanctions against their Russian counterpart. Nora? Deborah Pata, thank you. 
Let's turn now to the economy, which remains strong despite rising inflation numbers. The Labor Department says employers added 428,000 jobs last month, and the unemployment rate stayed at 3.6 percent, nearly half a half-century low. But that didn't stop the markets from falling for the second straight day. All three indexes closed in the red, with the Nasdaq dropping the most. We get more now from CBS's Carter Evans. Americans are back to work in record numbers. Two million jobs created just this year, more than six and a half million in the last 12 months. And while paychecks are up too, many workers say it's just not enough. It's very disheartening. Daniela Caparelli recently got a job in Florida that pays $30,000 more than her last one. Has it made a huge difference in your life? Honestly, in the past year or so, it hasn't because with gas prices going up, groceries going up, just everything going up in general. When did you start to notice that, that things were feeling tighter? You know, it's just actually hit me more in the last couple of weeks. Virginia Mosier is a kindergarten teacher in Las Vegas. Even though she makes more than the average teacher's salary of 61000 she's cutting back. I go out and buy a lot of stuff for my class, prizes, little things for the end of the year. And it's a struggle now. Median yearly wages in the U.S. are just under $52,000. And many salaries fall well below that, including bank tellers, office clerks, and flight attendants. Scott Sambord is CEO of online bank Lending Club. Its research suggests the number of people living paycheck to paycheck jumped to 64% in March, including nearly half of workers making more than 100000 a year. Why do you think so many six-figure earners are living paycheck to paycheck? Housing, education, and healthcare are rising at a much, much faster pace than wages. For Caparelli, that means her dream of owning a home is still out of reach. You work so hard to try to achieve that American dream of buying a house and being financially stable, and it's no matter what you do, costs are rising and it puts us at a disadvantage. And a recent survey of college students suggests they're expecting to make big money in their first jobs out of school, more than $100,000 a year. But here's a reality check. The average college grad starting salary is about half that, $55,000 a year. Nora? Carter Evans, thanks so much. Tonight, rescue efforts are underway in downtown Havana, Cuba, following a deadly explosion at an historic hotel. Authorities say at least nine people were killed and dozens more were injured in the explosion that tore through several floors of the building. Officials fear the death toll could rise as emergency crews search for the missing. The hotel Saratoga is undergoing renovations, so no guests were there. Officials say a gas leak appears to be the most likely cause. All right, now to more of our interview with former Defense Secretary Mark Esper for his new book, A Sacred Oath. On this Sunday's 60 Minutes, Esper describes when President Trump suggested launching a secret missile attack on a neighboring country. The president pulls me aside on at least a couple occasions and suggests that maybe we have the U.S. military shoot missiles into Mexico. Shoot missiles into Mexico for what? He would say to, to go after the cartels. And we would have this private discussion where I'd say, Mr. President, you know, I I understand the motive because he was very serious about dealing with drugs in America. I get that. We we all understand. But I had to explain to him, we we can't do that. It would violate international law. It would be terrible for our neighbors to the south. It would, you know, impact us in so many ways. Why, Why don't we do this instead? You politely push back on the idea. Did President Trump really say no one would know it was us? Yes, 
Yes, I, 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 he said that, and I, I just thought it was fanciful, right? Because, of course, it would be us. I was reluctant to tell this story because I think, I thought, people won't believe this, that they'll think I'm just making it up and folks in, in, in Trump's orbit will, will dispute it. And then I was having dinner after the election in 2020 with a fellow cabinet member. And, and he said to me, he goes, you know, remember that time when President Trump suggested you shoot mes- missiles into Mexico? And I said to him, you, you heard that? He goes, oh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe how, how well you managed and talked him down from that. And at that moment, I knew I got to write the story because I at least have one witness who will verify that this really did happen. CBS News reached out to President Trump in a statement. He told us no comment. You can see more of our interview with former Defense Secretary Mark Esper that Sunday night on 60 Minutes. Tonight, the WNBA's 26th season is tipping off without one of its biggest stars. U.S. officials say Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia since mid-February. There's now a full court press to free the Phoenix Mercury All-Star. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. One-on-one, Griner. Instead of being part of the opening lineup, Griner turns, forces, and finishes. Brittany Griner's initials and jersey number 42 will be emblazoned on the hardwood by all 12 teams as the WNBA season officially tips off. It's nice they're doing the floor thing. Obviously, we wish she was here physically because it's just not the same without her, you know. Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot both played with Griner in Russia before her arrest in February at a Moscow airport on drug charges. We were obviously there when it happens and... It could have been any of us. Griner's wife, Sherelle, posted a video of her hugging Britney with the caption game day, while social media tributes have poured in with the hashtag WeRBG. It's been 78 days since the detention of the WNBA All-Star, who was last spotted at a court hearing in March. CBS News has learned former U.N. Ambassador Bill Richardson is now assisting Griner's family, while the State Department signaled a more aggressive posture this week. We now consider uh, Brittany Griner to be a case of wrongful detention. Griner currently plays for the Phoenix Mercury, but stood to earn much more playing overseas. This is a pay equity issue. Terry Jackson heads the Players Association. How much more can a player make overseas? There are players I know folks have heard that, you know, can go and sign deals that are 700, 800, a million dollars. It is very difficult to pass up those those kinds of opportunities. Jackson told me she hopes Brittany Griner comes home before the season is out and said many players have been writing letters to her daily. She's also on the minds of fans. Her next court appearance in Russia is expected May 19th. Nora. An important story, Nicole Killian. Thank you. For military families, sacrifices are a part of service. And when a family has a child who needs extra medical attention, that complex life can become even more complicated. Tonight, we continue our series, The Modern Mom, with a mom fighting for her daughter and helping others along the way. She is probably the center of our entire family. And I think that she's the person who gave us a purpose in life. Austin Kerrig's purpose is to make sure her daughter, Melanie, lives a full and normal life. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Austin's husband, Joshua, is in the Army, forcing the family of five to move seven times. Kerrig says that's impacted access to care for nine-year-old Melanie. She's deaf and has Down syndrome. I know that my husband has said that he would give his life for our country, but we never thought they'd ask for our daughters. 
An undiagnosed blood vessel disorder led Melanie to suffer a devastating stroke two years ago. Did you feel like doctors were doing enough for your child? They really dismissed us and acted like nothing was wrong. My daughter almost died. And that's, that's hard, right? Like, I didn't trust myself. And because of it, I almost lost her. Do you think being part of a military family altered Melanie's course of care? Absolutely. To help her daughter and others like her, CARE had created a national nonprofit to make it easier for military families to navigate the complicated system. We know what this road is that you're working through, and we're meeting with legislators to change the laws. Melanie's turn. She hopes this program will be Melanie's legacy. Until then, she celebrates every day they have together. What will you be thinking about on Mother's Day? Last year, she was discharged right before Mother's Day from the hospital. We made it a year, and I feel like I got her back. So it's a celebration. Especially blessed. Yes. It's a celebration that she's thriving and not just surviving and that our family's still whole. In a statement, the Army told us its leaders recognize the need to improve the processes in place to help families like the Kerrigs and that a new system will be rolled out. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This summer. The CDC warned today that a mysterious and deadly outbreak of hepatitis among children has now spread to 24 states in Puerto Rico. 109 children have had liver inflammation. Five have died and more than a dozen have needed a liver, liver transplant. Symptoms can include jaundice or yellowing of the skin or eyes, fatigue, fever, loss of appetite, nausea, and joint pain. Health officials have not identified the source, but say more than half of all patients have tested positive for a common group of viruses. All right, tonight, the search for a murder suspect on the run with an ex-jail guard from Alabama is entering its second week. Investigators say a Ford Edge they were believed to be driving was found abandoned in Tennessee. Jail keys and handcuffs were inside. The U.S. Marshals also released photos of Casey White and his white supremacist prison tattoos. All right, we learned today that Princes Andrew and Harry and Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, will not join the Queen on the balcony of Buckingham Palace as she greets the public at her Platinum Jubilee celebration in June. But Prince Harry says he, Meghan, and their two children will travel to Britain for ceremonies marking the Queen's 70 years on the throne. The winner of tomorrow's Kentucky Derby will get nearly $2 million in prize money, along with the glory of the racing world. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road to remember a horse that never came close to winning the Derby, but he won plenty of hearts along the way. Not long ago, friends and fans gathered to pay their final respects to one of the most unlikely celebrities in sport, Zippy Chippy. Zippy loved being a racehorse. He just wasn't very good at it. 
and farcical as it may look. He's going to live forever in my heart. Unofficial Zippy fan club president Roseanne Frieri says this memorial is hardly horseplay. It could be a joke to some people, but the, the people that know the real story about Zippy, they're heartbroken. Zippy Chippy was born into a racing royal family. He's the grandson of Kentucky Derby winner Northern Dancer. And Zippy, too, could have been one of the all-time greats. If only, at the start of every race, he just would have started. They're off, and dwelling in the gate is Zippy Chippy. Zippy never quite understood why everybody was in such a rush. He lost every race he was in. Oh, for 100. Zippy Chippy finishes last. 101 if you count the time he lost to a minor league baseball player. That cemented his reputation as the losingest racehorse in history. This is Zippy back in 2000 with his owner and faithful companion, Felix Monserrati. Felix died a few years ago, but he never gave up on this horse. Zippy's like my son. I like him a lot. And every time he run, he, he made me feel good. Zippy lived out the last leg of his life here at the Old Friends at Cabin Creek Retirement Farm in upstate New York. He died last month at the age of 31 and is now being celebrated, finally, as the winner that he was. He was loved. We'll miss him. Not a single person even mentioned his racing record. Quite to the contrary. In a sport that winning is everything, Zippy taught us that losing is a normal thing. Do you think people see themselves in Zippy a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. I think we all see ourselves in Zippy because it was always on Zippy's terms. Whatever Zippy wanted, Zippy did. At the Kentucky Derby, all that matters is speed. But Zippy reminds us there's more to life than running for the roses, that sometimes it's better to just stop and smell them. Steve Hartman, On the Road in Greenfield Center, New York. Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret's guests include House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Republican Congresswoman Nancy Mace, and Ukraine's ambassador to the United States. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night and have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast, was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. 
Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.